Now let's take a look at the bigger picture. Stephen Colano is with us, Managing Director of Investments at Integrated Partners. Thanks so much. Good to have a chat here. I know you have a big picture Thank here, you. looking at global currencies and credit markets. I mean, what's your outlook? We had a September sell-off. We had a 2022 sell-off, which basically, aside from some bear market rallies, uh, you know, which were blips, I guess, it's been a sell-off the whole year. Now what? Yeah, and previous speaker Ben hit uh, hit a lot of the uh, the good notes or the good points uh, that are kind of seeing into the longer term picture. What you're seeing is a market that continues to be in transition. Uh, that's what led into the sell-offs that you've been alluding to, Nicole. Uh, and what we're trying to do for our clients right now is kind of look through the transition into the, the volatility that comes with transitions. We're seeing a constant tug of war between uh, interest rate policy, slowing economic growth, and in the middle of all that is inflation. And a lot of the moves that you're seeing in the market uh, reflect that. Even today, with the move up in oil on the back of OPEC news, uh, in, in the same time the ISM starting to slow, people are starting to expect that, hey, maybe the Fed does take a pause if, it, if economic growth starts too slow. And that's the optimism that you're seeing around today's move. Uh, what we're looking through on all that is assume that there is somewhat of a recession in the next 12 to 18 months, mild given the strength in the labor markets, and we're starting to position for the other side of that, what starts to work on the other side of a recession. So starting to see some asymmetry in small cap stocks, which has been interesting. Uh, ben previously mentioned the dollar. I think the dollar is probably one of the bigger opportunities that people are not uh, paying as close and much attention to given its strength. And on the other side of that, I mentioned the weakness in the British sterling and British, the weakness in the euro. And if you look at uh, emerging market currencies right now, those are the lowest they've uh, potentially ever been if you look at the JP market emerging, emerging markets index. So we're starting to say, hey, where could things work on the other side of this? Some of the leveraged companies that depend on uh, leverage to, uh, to, for, for their own liquidity, they work on the other side of that. And while we're starting to look at certainty uh, by adding some short duration instruments into our, into our client accounts right now to get four to 5% yield, given the, short, the, the backup in rates and the short end of the curve, we're also starting to add in some things that might work in the next part of the cycle uh, as uh, as we work through the interest rate tightening, financial conditions starting to loosen, potentially into the first half of 2023. Right. So with the recession, mild recession, were your words, 12 to 18 months. Um, at this point, how, what do you do with your money? Um, you know, when I talked to my broker, he, he had put some money in cash and I, I mean, I barely even ever talk to him because I, I don't even want to face the music. And so maybe <laughs> some CDs or something. I mean, energy has been the best performer. Communication services has been the worst performer this year in equities. What are you suggesting at this point? Yeah, you hit on actually a lot of it. Believe it or not, sometimes cash is your friend. You mentioned CDs. Uh, scarily enough, CDs and some of the uh, shorter end of the uh, shorter end instruments are uh, yielding almost three and three quarters percent. So we are looking at the short end of the curve. So a shortening up duration on our fixed income accounts or fixed income uh, products, I should say. So you lessen the severity of interest continued interest rate hikes. But if I look at the two-year note right now, it's yielding over four percent. If you look at an investment grade corporate bond, five, five year maturity, you're getting between four and 5%. So that's where we're looking at our client accounts and saying, hey, let's bring in, instead of having a chase for a turn, as we have uh, in the Tina trade that's been on the last couple of years, now there is, a, there is finally an alternative. There's a reasonable alternative, if you will, uh, at, the short end of the inter, at the short end of the curve, an investment grade curve even, 
where you can get four to five percent. And then around that, we're looking at uh, more quality companies in our in our risk-seeking parts of our portfolio, given the time uh, given the time that we're in right now. And then, as I mentioned, looking to position beyond the other side of the recession into some of the things that benefit quickly coming out of that. So some of the more cyclicals, and you're actually starting to see value start to outperform growth, but also some of the non-U.S. stocks and even some small-cap stocks that, again, the asymmetry that we're seeing there is interesting to us, where some of your higher beta leveraged small-cap companies are the first ones to rally coming out of a recession. And oftentimes you'll see capital markets move even well ahead of the end of the recession. So we're starting to position that alongside with more stable, uh, more stable, uh, narrower distribution outcome instruments like an investment grade corporate bond, or even like you said, a treasury or a CD that's yielding three or 4%. And in the meantime, you, you are concerned about what's going on in global currencies and geopolitical tensions, Russia and Europe um, of what's going on there. And it doesn't seem to be quitting or ending at this point. Absolutely. No, you mentioned a good point. Um, it is nice to see, I think, with the U-turn that we saw coming out of uh, Liz Truss over the weekend. We are starting to see some support back into the British sterling, uh, given the comments and the, and the kind of steer away from the unfunded uh, fiscal fiscal stimulus they were they were talking about that put some uh, some pressure on the uh, the sterling there. Um, and then you do have the war in Russia, obviously, as an overhang to all of Europe as we enter into the winter season. Should it be a colder than winter, colder than expected winter, right? Natural gas supplies, right? Gas, natural gas storage right now is about 85 to 90 percent but if we start to see the weather really dip that could start to uh, that could start to deteriorate quickly um, but overall for expecting a mild recession you mentioned a couple of areas that I'm looking at closely to see does this go from a mild recession into something deeper the first one is currencies and do we start to see significant currency movements like we saw in the sterling last week but now it's started to stabilize out do we see something going on in emerging market currency uh, currencies like we've seen in the past or does that remain stable the other big place I'm keeping a close eye on right now is the credit markets Right now, average credit defaults are around 3.5% or so, which is kind of long-term average. Credit spreads right now behaving orderly. There's kind of somewhat of an orderly nature to credit markets right now. But if we start to see some sort of uh, an acceleration in credit defaults, and spreads start to widen out significantly, where a mild recession starts to turn into some sort of credit crisis, that would that would force us to change our outlook. But right now, as I said, credit markets and currency markets, while there's been some volatility, they seem to be behaving orderly fashion, which given the strength in the labor market brings us back to somewhat of a mild recession in the next 12 to 18 months and looking for opportunities on the outside of that where sentiment and uh, sentiment is really washed out and negative in some of the areas of the non-US and even uh, emerging markets. Yeah, and we'll have that jobs print on Friday. Just a quick thought, I mean, yep. It's got to be Goldilocks, right? Just give me 10 seconds on it. Yeah. Uh, that uh, it's a it's a very it's a kind of to quote Apollo 13. It's like driving a toaster through a toaster oven through a car wash, right? A soft landing is very hard to manufacture, but right now. We've already seen somewhat of a sell-off in markets. They've, they've kind of given up. They've seen some capitulation on the, the hope for an interest rate cut in 2023. And I think that's a lot of what the market's taken out of the, uh, taken out of the equation the last couple of weeks with the sell-off. Yeah. The next big stimulus, as you point out, is earnings season and the labor market. So we'll see ADP on Wednesday. We'll see the employment labor uh, employment numbers later on Thursday and Friday. And the next big one after that is uh, is the uh, is earnings season and looking for any kind of negative currency impacts from translation and just a revision to earnings. We really haven't seen any earning, negative earnings revisions to date. About three percent X energy uh, 2022 and about four and a half percent X energy on 2023. So there's still potentially still could be more negative revisions to come on the earnings front, um, and then not to uh, not to mention also keep an eye on October 16th, which is the China's National Congress. Uh, you could start to see a policy response coming out of China that could put a tailwind behind emerging markets uh, on the other side of that Congress. 
Right. Thank you so much. I like that analogy, too. Thank you. Steve Delano, nice to me. see you, Managing Director of Investments at Integrated Partners. Thank you.